What is up, everybody? Happy fucking Tuesday. Woo! Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Feels like the end of the week already, because my week's been going nonstop. I haven't really had a day off, and things are just rolling and moving and going fast. So let's just keep this going. So ah, I hope you all are enjoying your week. I hope your Monday started off great, and I hope your week's going well. Fucking weather is all over the place, and it's ridiculous. It was 72 on Monday here, and now it's supposed to snow today, and uh, it's like this all over the place. Fucking bipolar-ass weather. I can say that because I'm bipolar, so, you know, that works. But either way, let's go ahead and get this shit started and start up our Tuesday now, shall we? In life and in music, there is always a dark side. Whether the truth is something you don't want to tell or something somebody doesn't want to hear, these are those stories. The Black Rose Media proudly presents the dark side of music. Welcome, everybody, to the dark side of music. My name is the great and powerful King of Kings, Emperor of all that is awesome, Derek. How the hell are you doing today on this beautiful March 8th of the year that is 2020 Part 2? Woo! Man, like I said, this week's just been rolling and rolling and rolling. Uh, See, so here we started off yesterday with the Lonely Ones. Tonight we have my guest, which we'll get into in a moment. Then we're going to close out the week with uh, the Matt Irie Band. Uh, we're going to do a rerun on Thursday because Wednesday I'm not able to record um, because I have to go in for a sleep study. Yay, sleep study. Because Derek fucking has sleep apnea probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that would be fun. So Thursday we'll be airing a uh, rerun for that purpose, but we'll be back on Friday with the Matt Irie Band. And then tomorrow, Wednesday, probably the biggest slash most controversial guest we've had on to date, um, Tommy Vext will be on with us tomorrow. That is going to be an interesting and fun conversation. Um, can't get too much into the past, but we're going to get into a lot of it, so let's have a lot of fun with that. So um, let's see what we can do. But tonight, tonight, tonight... I have on with me another amazing band that we're going to go ahead and have some fun with. So tonight, I have on with me the band Messer. They just released their newest single, Hope in This World. It's their newest creation from modern powerhouse rock known for their catchy hooks and their high-energy live performances. With three top 25 rock singles, Messer is poised to raise the bar even higher, re-energized and focused. Messer is to deliver an experience that goes beyond the music. Such a great paragraph. I love reading that type of shit. So let's go ahead and kick this episode off right with their newest single, Hope in This World. And when we get back, 
we're going to have a nice little fun conversation. So let's go ahead and do this. So here is Messer with their newest single, Hope in This World. Hope in This World by Messer. And let's go ahead and bring on the man behind the band. A man that closely almost has the right spelling of his name. Mr. Messer himself. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on, brother? How are you? Dude, I'm well. You know, I think you're the first Derek that's ever interviewed me. Really? I think so. I, I you, know, um, you know, even though you don't have the A... You know, hey, you uh, know what? I mean, I at least spell my name right, you know. 
I don't know what my mom was thinking. You know, I guess she was like, I want it to be different. So but you know I, what? I've never seen Derek with an A, though. Never. 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 Either. And it's either, you know, Dariac or Dariac or, you know, it's hardly ever pronounced properly, I guess. Yeah, know? I can see why people, you know, look at it and go, what is that? How is that Derek? Um, when you say A, they're like, really? Really? Hey, but you know what? At least you don't get, you know, I get D-E-R-R-I-C-K all the time. And it's like, nope, yeah. you're wrong. That's that's the improper way. I always get your spelling. Hey, you know what? But my spelling is like, I, I think it's like the most common, I think. I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think so. Because I see that's what generally people want to go to right off the bat. See, I get the opposite. I get D-E-R-I-C-K. I'm like, but I think, but I'm like, I think D-E-R-E-K is more common. Yeah, I, I don't I know. <laughs> I just know it's the the old English spelling. That's all I know. Yeah. So that was a fun conversation for my listeners. Hey, we're talking about the spellings of Derek. Hey, look at that. <laughs> so how's everything going, brother? Man, it's been good, man. You know, all things considered, you know. I mean, we're just trying to live life and still do this thing called rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, living life and doing rock and roll, you know, Two things that have been fucking difficult the last two years, <laughs> you know, and the thing that sucks the most about it is, let me rephrase that, it sucks, but at the same time, it's really amazing. I've talked to a lot of bands over the last, you know, obviously two years, and, you know, I've talked to, I just talked to, um, um, I, I losing my, my train of thought. I talked to Mixie last week from Stitched Up Heart. And last year, right as the pandemic hit, they released the song, the, the album Darkness. And, you know, there's been a lot of, like, like what a fucking coincidence, right at that time, you know, release an album called Darkness. And then now you're releasing this song, Hope in This World, which is, you know, obviously about just the bullshit of the last two years, but then right. released within a month of the bullshit that we're now having to deal with every day on our fucking television with Russia and everything like that. There's been so much of that foreshadowing in music over the last few years. And it's been really, really creepy, but really kind of helpful. It's like, because we can, at any time, we know we can listen to our Amazon like I was or anything else in this, you know, out there and be able to say, hey, one of my favorite bands understands exactly how I'm feeling right now. I'm not alone. And that's really comforting. Dude, that's exactly it. I mean, that's, we always want people to take our songs and, you know, tie them to a memory, you know, something that's, you know, that they're going to carry with them the rest of their lives. And, you know, hope in this world right now, it's something we all need, you know, and um, yeah, it kind of, you know, the, the Russian thing kind of got added to it, you know, I mean, this was born out of the pandemic, the lockdown, seeing how everyone's lives were just completely, you know, stopped, put, put on hold, you know, people lost their jobs, they lost their lifestyles, they'll never come back, you know, certain things, you know, are gone out there. So, um, you know, we saw that desperation and, you know, we kind of wanted to use our platform to maybe spread some more positivity, you know, kind of uh, get away from ne the negativity and, you know, try to start some, uh, some positivity that can grow, you know, and spread throughout the world. And, uh, you know, the, the power of music, man, you know, it's everything, so. Absolutely. And the thing about it is that's the one thing that has been missing 
for the last two years. I mean, literally, we are seven days away, you know, six days away, whatever it is, um, from March 13th when yeah. everything kind of shut down uh, two years ago, and that would be our two-year anniversary of that. But over the last two years, there has been nothing but a huge lack of positivity. It's been constant finger pointing. It's been who, you know, who's to blame? Oh, let's go ahead and blame everybody but ourselves. Let's go ahead and, you know, say, fuck it. Let's go ahead and you know, I don't want to wear a mask just because you're, you know, infringing on my civil liberties. And I don't care if I get other people sick or I don't care if I get sick or my grandmother dies. Well, I'm just not going to wear a stupid mask or, you know, this. And then, oh, no, my president didn't lose. He's still in power. And then this, oh, the gas prices are up. Oh, let's blame the president. What the fuck? It's, it's this constant all the time bullshit. And not once, you know, during the elections, not once during anything, did we hear anyone preaching for peace or, you know, stop the finger pointing. No, it was just all about what they can do for them at that point in time. And it was just whatever they could possibly do or say. But nothing was about peace. Nothing was about, you know, togetherness. Nothing was about positivity. And it was ridiculous. Unfortunately, man, that stuff doesn't sell. You know, division, you know, they got to keep everyone divided. You know, it's easier to control people that way. So, you know. It's um, it's something that we're we feel passionate about. You know, we want to see life return to what it was before. You know, especially being a, mus- a musician. You know, you we lost that ability to go out and you know exchange energy with crowds. You know, and it's that's that stuff was important. You know, and uh, you know we our fans reach out to us all the time. You know, and uh, and everyone's living through something right now. You know, um, affected by all of this mess. You know everything they see you know as when you see your your life becomes what you think about most you know and so and if if that's all you're being force fed all the time you're going to have messed up thoughts man your life's going to be crazy chaotic you're 100 percent right and you know i i hate i'll be serious with you real quick you know outside of this show i hate seeing that stuff i hate talking about that stuff but the thing about it is i like to take all the negative bullshit that we are seeing and try to make something positive out of it. If yeah. you know, you're going to come on, you're going to come on my show most likely, or excuse me, you're going to listen to my show most likely and hear all the same bullshit that we're going on in the world. We're going to, we're going to deal with it, but we're going to deal with it with through music. And we're going to try to find a way to make something positive out of it. And this is the only time I really truly deal with it because I can talk to my girlfriend about it all day and we're not going to come to any conclusions. But when I talk to, you know, bands about it, at least, you know, you guys have a way of, you know, reaching way more than I can reach with your music and have more people listening to it and do all these other things. And you guys just create this positive message. And that is one great thing about music. Um, Of all the arts that exist, uh, movies, TVs, you know, even, you know, other forms music and i mean all forms of music everything from opera all the way down to rock and r&b and reggae everything has a way of spreading messages like nothing else on this planet you know we still use you know messages from uh you know bob seger from back in the day and from hendrix back in the day and we you know even some of the stuff that elvis did has messages in it we still use these things because they're endless they're timeless and nothing else in this world can do that yeah man i agree 100 percent. i mean it has that ability to take you right back to a moment you know what i mean and uh 
and definitely give you the feels you know we we thought about that you know when we were recording our album when we record our songs and our music we you know we tend to lead towards uh uh, lean towards sacred tunings, you know, stuff that's going to invoke emotions in people to where certain tones, certain, you know, vibrations, you know, can actually make you feel. So you leave that that concert, you know, not only had her, having heard these songs, but felt these songs. You know, we've had blind people come to our shows and just sit there and lose their minds to it because they feel the bass rumbling through them the whole time. And um, we've had a, a deaf person do the same thing. And uh, those moments, you know, are just, just a beautiful thing to know that your music can reach people in such a profound way, you know? Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. There's a movie, and it's funny that you brought up the deaf. There was a movie that was one of my favorites. Um, and it was not made for me at the time because I was a teenager when it came out. But it was made in the 90s. Um, it had, um, oh, God, what, Richard Dreyfus in it. It was a movie okay. called um, Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh, yeah, sure. I and, yep, and his son was deaf. And he was, a you know, a composer and a music teacher and so on and so forth. And he was trying to find a way to connect with his son as the son got older because they were having a lot of difficulties or whatever. And he created a um an orchestra you know feel through vibrations and lights so his son could listen and pay attention to the music in different ways and i like when i ever i hear something like that i always go back to that because that like still to this day that movie makes me fucking cry like a baby um it's such a good movie it's a long movie that's really drawn out and it's kind of slow at times but it's overall a fantastic movie and it's parts like that that make it just absolutely amazingly awesome and uh you know i'm glad to hear stuff like that coming from you as well because that is that's the type of stuff that i'm talking about you know taking something that is negative you know and not even a negative as far as disabilities because disabilities aren't necessarily yeah. negative but yeah, taking something that is a um could be a hardship let's, let's use that word that's a better word um and making it something that they can everyone can enjoy or whatever the case might be that is such a positive thing and i love hearing stories like that yeah it would you know it still can make you tear up i mean moments like that are you know it's why you do it really you know what i mean um you know we just try to change people's lives and you know give them something to believe in you know and to uh you know like i said leave that concert you know emotionally drained as well pumped up and energized for their life you know yeah i mean the universe has the universe has a way of speaking to us and whether you believe in god or allah or buddha or whatever or you know you're a pagan like myself or whatever the case might be the universe has a way of speaking to us and in, it's always you know through it most of the time i won't say always but it, most of the time it's through music when you're having that hard day or you just found out you had the death of a loved one or whatever the case might be and you turn on your soundtrack or your playlist and you just kind of go through random. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, that first song that you hear is going to hit you like nothing else because it's gonna, you're going to find something different in that song that is never, you've never heard before. And it's going to just hit you right away. And that is something that nothing else in this world can do. Like when I have my depressed days from, you know, you know, from being bipolar, I have my different things that I do. I'll watch TV or whatever. Um, I'll watch specific television shows just to make me cry 
because I feel the more I release that energy, the better off I feel. Instead of holding it in, I want to cry. I want to feel even more sad and let it out. Yeah, you want to feel You want to be in that moment so much that you can't control your emotions. Correct. But when it's the opposite, when it hits you out of the blue and you don't expect it and you turn on the radio or even sometimes when you turn on the TV, there's always something right there that kind of hits that same mark. And it's, it's just as unexpected as the news that you just got that you're trying to release the pain of. And that's what it's so magical about music. And when you go to a concert or when you go to a festival and you're getting to share those things with them, with other people that you're probably never going to see again, it's even more amazing. And that's, that is the power of music. Yeah, man, we have those moments. Um, we have a couple different songs that, um, you know, I'll preface them by, you know, saying like one of them is a song called One More Time. You know, and I just usually dedicate it to anyone out there that's, you know, had lost someone recently in their life that meant the world to them, you know, and you just, you would do anything to see them once again and see their face and just let them know what they meant to you. And we had a guy on our last run through Florida. I mean, he was a big guy. He was like a big bodybuilder type guy. He, he went down to his knees. I mean, his friends had to pick him up through that song because it hit him so hard. And, you know, he had just lost someone recently in his life and he said he couldn't control himself and it just took him to the ground and us sitting there performing and seeing that, you know, that happen. It's just, it's magical. Like you said, man, it's, it's really is. Yeah. Um, I have a song that I break down to every time and some days I can't even listen to it just because I know I'm going to have a breakdown. Um, the song ghost by bad flower. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. You know, because I had a suicide attempt right around that time that song came out back in 2018. And um, that song pulled me out of my suicide attempt. And oh I've, I've seen them twice um, um, in concert since then. And um, the last year I got to see it, um, I was at Blue Ridge Rock Fest. And right. um, after, the, uh, after they played, I went backstage because I was going to another store. Uh, another, um, I had to go, I think it was Falling in Reverse I was going to go see next, but um, I stopped, and I saw Josh, and I grabbed him, and at first they were like, no interviews, no bodyguard tried to rip me away, and I said, I'm not here for an interview, I just want to talk to him for a minute, and I got to tell him my story about how, at the, and I, I'm going to tell you, you know, again, I'm going to tell my listeners again for the 500th time just because it's so important. Um, I was driving home from buying my my wife at the time's birthday present. And I, I had just gotten diagnosed as bipolar a week earlier. And um, it was been something I fought for my entire life. And getting diagnosed and finally coming to that, you know, realization was really hard on me. And on my way home from buying her birthday present, literally on her birthday, I got the urge to just say fuck all and drive off a cliff. And just as I was about to do that, um, that song came on the radio. And it really puts things in perspective. I thought about my wife. I thought about my kids. I thought about everything that was going on. And I immediately pulled over. And um, I had to tell him that story. And I, you know, I, I started tearing up. And he just looked at me and he goes, I'm glad that you told me that story. And I'm glad that I was able to save your life. Thank yeah. God you're still here. And yeah. even though I'm sure he's probably heard that before, um, the, the fact of the matter is, 
it's always nice to hear you you telling me that story i could see the joy in your eye even though it's a sad moment the joy in your eye knowing that that song that you gave to that that gentleman at the time you know made him feel that way and it's that is an emotional connection that people just seem to forget you know and i've just came across this analogy within the last two couple weeks and i've said it a bunch since then but the thing about it is the moment you guys mix and master a song and put it out for the world, it's no longer your song. Exactly. It's now the, the people's song. Correct. And you guys are just the deliverer of that song to us. And, and that's how we connect. And it's an amazing, when you realize that, it's like, oh, that is, that is one of their best songs. No, no, no. They may play that. That is one of our best songs because now that song is ours. We own that. We give them, you know, the pleasure and the and the honor of playing that song for the world. But we own that as people. The, the thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads that the song is going to get, it's owned by us. And we should really honor that and make sure that we feel it just as much as you guys did feeling and writing it and recording it. Yeah, dude, absolutely right, man. And, uh, you know, I try to live. I live. I'm not going to say I even try. I relive each song each night we perform, you know what I mean? I'm in that moment. I'm in that song right there with you. So when someone's saying it, it's hitting them and it's making them feel that way, I just want them to know it's doing the same to me on stage. You know, that's why sometimes songs are hard to get through, man, because of those moments like that, you know, that kind of take your breath away for a moment, you know, especially when you see someone reacting out there in the, in the audience uh, to the words that you're living through that moment. Yeah, and, and that's the same analogy I like to use when I have a band on that might be considered a one-hit wonder from the early 2000s or 90s or whatever the case might be. You know, I hate that term, one-hit wonder, because that band is still touring today. That yeah. band is still touching people's lives with that one song, maybe two songs. Is that really a one-hit wonder if they're still around today and still doing the exact same thing they did 20 years ago? Fuck no. So take that shit and shove it up your ass because that thing right there is obviously touching people's lives and has been for 20 plus years sometimes. It's not a one-hit wonder. It is a it's a just a wonderful fucking thing, period. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's just maybe the only song they had the ability to, you know, to push out there to the masses, you know what I mean? But it doesn't mean they don't have a catalog of amazing songs, so. And if they weren't good, they wouldn't they if they weren't doing it still, they wouldn't be doing it around, you know, they wouldn't be still yeah. around. Yeah, you're right. You know, and that, again, is the power of music. What, you know, the critics or the execs say, oh, you know, that's just a one-hit wonder band. You know, they might push those bands off to the side or whatever the case might be, or a band that's been around for 30 years is doing it on their own independently, you know, just, you know, out there just doing, kicking it every day. They might not get any credit where credit is due from the bigwigs or whatever the case might be. But the fans are what you guys play for you guys don't play for the execs fuck the execs no, we, don't, we don't know not at all we play every night for those fans that uh you know took the time out of their day out of their night to make sure they got to a show to see messer i mean that's that's why we do it you know you know exactly. I, I know people's times are valuable i know that people you know or some people are still worried and concerned about going out i know a lot of places are closed down since the whole lockdown so if we can get a crowd and those people are there to see us you know we couldn't be more blessed and ecstatic than we are exactly so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here we're going to go ahead and play another song from messer we're going to go ahead and play the song 
So I can load up everything. We're going to go ahead and play the song Simple Man. So here is Simple Man by Messer. told me oh wrong wrong uh, simple man <laughs> that was simple man by messer let's go ahead and get Derek back on and have some more conversation here
What up, man? Dude, how many times can you remix a song? Dude, listen. We did, <laughs> we did this uh, contest, man, and um, and we ended up getting like 150 submissions, man. So we uh, basically what we did is we put all of our stems for that song online and let other producers, other mixers have a go at it. You know, reimagine the song um, the way they see it. And we got so many submissions that we're like, man, we can't only pick one. So we picked 23 because they're all very different, very unique and different. So, um, you know, just reimagine completely. The, the kid that won was a guy from uh, Morocco. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. And he, uh, you know, was living in a, you know, worn, torn area. And uh, that's all he had. That was his escape every day is to do that type of stuff. So we ended up uh, giving him a brand new laptop that he's able to use now to make music every day of his life. So, Well, if for all of you guys at home, uh, if you're driving, please don't do this. Wait until you are done. Um, but if you're just now hearing about Messer for the very first time and you're digging their music, go check them out on Spotify or Amazon or wherever you get your music and check a look at all the different you know remixes of that song. It, they're all there, and there's a bunch of them, and you can get a different idea. And, you know, the thing about... Reimagining, Derek, is the fact that when you do that, doesn't matter if it's you or somebody else. Yeah. Something happens to that song. Oh, yeah. And it can mean so many different things, you know, and that's the beauty of music, number one. But then that's the beauty of just that whole reimagining or whatever you want to call it. Um, it just makes you feel something different. I remember... The first time I heard that term reimagining was was it last year or a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever it was. Um, Ronnie Radke and Falling in Reverse did it with the song Drugging Me Is You. And I heard that song thousands of times before. Yeah. But then when he did it, you know, piano based and yeah. singing and stuff like that, I was like, what the fuck? Like it, it hit on a completely different level. And since that time I've noticed a lot more bands doing stuff like that or they'll they'll, they'll make it acoustic but they'll reimagine it acoustically and tune a different way you know write different lyrics not write different but re sing the lyrics differently they'll do different things with it and really truly reimagine that song and then at the end of the day it means something completely different um and it's and then you can go back to that original song and he still hear that, you know, the way you first imagined it. And then that second way again, it's like, how can these be two different songs that feel differently? And it's just that is an amazing thing. And I love the fact that you asked your fans to do that, because that allows them to really kind of speak to you through your own music in a way. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was you nailed it. That's exactly our uh, our thought pattern when we do a, a song we if we want to do an acoustic version of it we completely reimagine it you know what i mean we um definitely uh you know we'll we'll change up melodies and stuff like that to fit that version of it and um yeah i would definitely go listen to the simple man acoustic version that was on that album as well um that we actually did and it's just like you said we even did a, a music video on youtube for it we did it you know the original simple man version of it and then the acoustic version and they kind of tie together um yeah i would definitely encourage your listeners to go check that out too a very cool version i've heard it and 
that's why I brought it up. I mean, it's it's so that song, it, the acoustic version is haunting, and when I that phrase "hauntingly beautiful" is a is a, a thing I use sparingly, but a lot at the same time. If that makes any sense, um, because it's one of those things that. When you hear it for the first time, you get goosebumps and get chills up your spine. It's that that feeling of, holy shit, I just saw a ghost. and But it's like the best possible way. And that is what that song has done for me when I heard it the first time acoustically. I was like, holy shit, taken back. Um, and as well as all the other bands that have done it as well. Because honestly, and I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart, um, it takes a true musician, not an entertainer, not a singer, not a guitarist, a true musician to be able to get out of your own head and know that the normal chords and the normal key and the normal tuning that you normally do a certain song in, you have to throw that away and completely redo your own song in a way that's just going to mean something completely different. And when you're able to do that in such a way that, again, people take away something completely different is a true act of a, a musical genius. And I just want to say my hats off to you, brother. Oh man. Thank you so much, man. The whole, the whole team will be very excited, man, because that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted that haunting feel, you know, where you just listen to it and you're like, you know, you don't want it to end. You're in that moment with it. And um, we're putting, we're going to put, uh, put one out before too long, too, of our new single, Hope in This World Acoustic. Then it's reimagined as well. It's very different. We play it at our VIP acoustic experience uh, when we do live shows. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, very few bands um, can pull that off in such a way to where it means, like I said, that. Um, Asking Alexandria is another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my Danny God. Kind of Danny. Yeah. Ma- oh. That guy right there, no offense to you, <laughs> but Danny has one of the best voices in yeah. all of music. Not just rock and metal, all of music. And um, when he does it acoustically, it, it, it just sends chills up your spine. And in the way they do it, man, you know, again, it, it's that same feeling that I got from your song that I get from their songs and all the other bands that can pull that stuff off. And, um, you know, it's it's really, really a beautiful thing when a band can do that because you you might be doing it for yourself because you want to, you know, relive that same feeling that you had when you first wrote it um, in a different way. But at the end of the day, you're writing it for the fans and you're doing it for yeah. the fans because you know that they want it. We wanted, we wanted the, their reaction to be exactly what yours was, you know, where you hear it and you just, you know, it's overwhelmingly takes you to another place. You know what I mean? It's really, uh, it's dark, but it's, you know, it's still got that, um, it leaves you with hope, I think, too, at the end, you know, so. Yeah, and the thing about it is, um, in, in some sense of the word, music's supposed to be dark. Yes. Um, and... Because whether it's a, you know, a happy song by Pharrell or, you know, it's something extremely dark, you know, you know, it it doesn't matter. It does something to you. It, It pulls your innermost thoughts that you didn't even know existed sometime out. I use music as a way to 
and like a thousands of other people as well. So I'm not alone in this. Use it as an escape from my everyday. Yeah. I use it as an escape from the voices inside my head when I'm having my bipolar days. Um, not so much my manic days. I, I use it during my manic days when I'm you know cleaning just to get through it faster. But when I'm having my really depressed days, my really down days, the days where I just need something type of outlet, if I can't sit and watch TV and make myself cry that way, I, I use music as well. I use music more than anything else, but um, it, it's – I need the darkness. I need the – because at the end of that, lar- that darkness, there is a light, and yeah. you've got to find the light in that song as well. Because if you're taking your mind off of that, you know, your, your own pain and your own problems with a song, you're obviously connecting with it in such a way. And at the end of the day, if the band or the lead singer or even a, a, a ghostwriter was able to write that song, get emotional with it, knowing that that was their own personal issue and still come out of it with a smile on their face, that is the light. Because yeah. again, it's that it's that knowing that you're not alone, and that is the biggest takeaway every day. Whether it's music, movies, TV, whatever, finding yourself in that moment, in that other piece of art, knowing that that person connected with it just the same, and they're still out there doing it, and that right there is like the biggest piece of knowing that you're not alone. Is is that right there is is so amazing to me. Yeah, that and the, that's that's beautiful, man. That's exactly the way we feel it, and that's the way we see it, and that's what we, what we want people to experience every time, you know. So that's uh, that's good, man. That's really that's really good. I like that. So just released this new single. Now we're gonna get into the 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 cheesy parts that we're you know we we kind of talk about the band and uh, do the normal typical interview to close out the show. Um, so we, you guys just released a new single. What is on tap for the rest of 2022? Well, we uh, just finished up and re- uh, released our video for that new single as well. So that is out there. Um, you can find it everywhere. And um, we got an app now. We have an app. We have our own app. So go to your app store and download the Messer app if you like what you're hearing. And uh, it's the best way to keep up with, uh, with us. And uh, that's where we'll probably post the most exclusive content that we can. You can also find us all over social media, you know, as well. But we're really trying to push our app as well to be more personal. And, uh, you know, you can post whatever you want there. We're not going to censor you as well. So we got that going for us. Um, We just announced a huge show this morning. We're going to be playing a big show um, in August, late August, with um, Allison Chains, Breaking Benjamin, and Bush. So anyone that's in the uh, Council Bluffs area, late August, come hang out with us there. We'll be doing that. We have a... A bunch more anchor shows that we're building around right now so early spring will be taken off and uh, we got a bunch of new shows coming up all that stuff will be posted on our app so we encourage everyone to keep up with that and follow us and see where we're coming to that is um something that i haven't heard in very many bands doing is the app yeah um very few that i can think of off the top of my head um have done that um like the only one I can actually, I can only think of one other one. I'm sure I know I'm wrong, but I can only think of like one other. Huh? Who? I don't know. I haven't really heard of anyone doing it yet. The only band that I know for a fact, because I have it on my phone is ice nine kills. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I could see that. They're the only other one that I can think. I know there's, I've heard of others. I just can't think of them on my top of my head. But Ice Nine Kills is the only other one that I can really say, yes, for a fact, I know that they have. So yeah. that is, I think that's like the next evolution of it all, isn't it? I mean, you know, I think so, man. I mean, you want something that's, you know, that you, that you, that's yours, that you can connect with your fans that, you know, it's the, the most personable way that you can, you know, and I think that's the way because we're going to be more of ourselves and probably show more of ourselves, our true selves on the app, you know, um, and uh, it gets you away from social media, having to see all the other negative stuff that's yeah. out there. We keep our stuff all positive, you know, and it's a place where people can go and, you know, you know, listen to some other people who are having a great day, you know, or maybe struggling too, you know, whatever, but they can talk with each other and, uh, you know, grow those friendships. We have on our Facebook page, we also have a um, Messer Machine page. And that is where all of our fans have been, you know, gathering for years. And that's where they all get together and talk and, you know, share their memories of, of our shows or their favorite songs and all that type of stuff. But now we're kind of funneling everybody to our app. And, you know, I think, like you said, it's the future, you know? Yeah. Control all your own stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, in another way, it's like you can also weed out the trolls, too. Because, yeah. I mean, the the odds of, of a troll downloading an app of just one band just to troll their fans is very unlikely. Um, yeah. They're just going to they, – they love to hang out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's where they live. Yeah, um, easy there, man. It's easy poaching there. That, yeah. it's, it's too complicated to download another app and then create another username just to troll people uh, for one set of – one band. I think that's, you know, a little bit redonkulous. I'm sure there'll be somebody out there that's going to try it, but uh, they'll get shit on real quick and they'll be trolled right out. Um, but no, I, I really like that idea. Cause I mean, again, I think that is the next evolution of it all. Um, because you can also take back. One of the, in my opinions, the biggest gift yet biggest detriment to the music business is streaming. Yeah. 100%. Um, it's a gift to fans. It's a gift to bands. But at the same time, it's a detriment to them as well. But I think through the app, if you're, you know, if you're dedicated to a fan, a band enough to where you're going to download their app, go on their message boards and follow the different things that they do on them, you're more likely to buy a vinyl. You're more likely to buy a CD. You're more likely to buy a shirt from the app um, than just following them on, you know, social medias. Because unless you're going to that page... Odds are you're going to miss that announcement sometimes because the the feeds just keep going. It just keeps building and building and building and building. And But if you're a fan and you take the time to download that app, you can turn on the notifications and know every time you guys post something. Know about every this, time. know about that. And that is a, a gift in itself. And I think that'll only help bands in the long run. Yeah, I think so, man. It, like you said, it weeds out the people that, you know, or the trollers, the trolls that uh... – um, it brings new fans to your thing and it's, it's an interest to people as well. Oh, an app. Well, I know how to work apps. Everyone knows how to work apps. You know, that's, that's what everyone does all day long. So, um, and it gives you, like you said, that personal approach, you know, too, where you're, you jump on social media, you get so many distractions, you know, if the algorithm doesn't keep your fan away, the distractions will, you know, they'll, they may say, Oh, I was going to go check out Messer, but I saw 15 other things now. So what was I on here for in the first place? 
Um, so like you said, you go to, you know, if you have an app, if you're into a band enough that you download the rap, you're going to get, uh, you know, that, that attention a little bit better. So, yeah, that is so, so true. Um, and again, you can guys can do special things and, um, have like a members only, you know, club. And... Yeah, we have different levels, but the app is free for, you know, to jump on there, but we do have, uh, different entry levels. If you would like to, uh, contribute more. We have, um, you know, different uh, exclusive um, content as well as merchandise that you could only get at those specific levels, collector items, so to speak. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, kind of like your own little Patreon right there in your in your app. That's that's definitely yeah. the way to go. Um, dude, Derek, it has been an absolute fucking pleasure talking with you um, and. I could not have had more fun. <laughs> and me as well, man. You definitely uh, did great. I love the way you think about this stuff. It's definitely the way that we uh, intended the music to be heard. So it makes my heart feel warm, man, that you get it, you know, like that. It's great. You know, after two years of doing this and, you know, and a year of specifically targeting musicians and bands, because at first I was all over the place. I was interviewing everybody. I just didn't care. I just was just trying to build a name for the show. But for the last year, I'm like, you know what? I'm niching down. I'm doing nothing but metal and rock. And I did a few pop or rock, um, rap artists in there as well. But in this last year of just doing nothing to bands and talking to however many, you know, 200 at this point, you know, it's it's – I still learn every day to appreciate that music in different ways. Um, or I'll, you know, find a – you know, I'll get an email about, you know – Again, one of those bands I haven't thought about since the early 2000s. And I'll go back and I'll re-listen to that entire catalog and be like, man, why did I ever stop listening to this band? Or I'll get reminded every day. And I still get nervous. I still get the jitters. I still get, you know, a little bit, you know, fan fan girly every time I talk to a band. Um, Because it's just, it's something I truly, truly enjoy. And when I meet someone like yourself that loves it just as much as I do, and for as long as you've been doing it, it just warms my heart even more to know that lets me know that I'm doing the right thing by being in this business because there's still wonderful people out there like yourself. Oh, man, I appreciate it. And, you know, likewise, <clears throat> it's definitely uh, it's nice to hear that, you know, out there that uh, people like you, when we appreciate, you know, so much of what you do and spreading the word for us, you know, because that's everything these days. That's really everything. It truly is. I mean, again, I'm a victim of the streaming bug as well. You know, uh, you know, if people don't listen to me on, well, the only way they can listen to me is on the internet, you know, whether it's rock rage radio or, you know, the podcast platforms, I mean, this is it. So I'm a victim of it as well. So, you know, I, I love and hate the streaming platforms as much too, but you know, it's, it's something I enjoy and to be able to meet people like yourself, you know, makes it even, you know, even better. Oh man. Well, thank you, man. Same to you. Well, dude, you take care. Um, I cannot wait to see what you guys do next. And, uh, if you guys come out to the East coast, I'll definitely be there. I'll let you know, man. Keep up. We, we definitely love this. I'm sure we'll be back up that way as soon as we can. All right, brother. Well, you take care now and be safe and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, guys. And that was Derek Messer of the band Messer. Hope you all enjoyed that. Ah, 
It's moments like that that just make this show worth it. Um, it's always worth it. You know? But... At certain points in a musician's career, and this doesn't happen to everybody, by no means does this happen to everybody, you know, sometimes you see the passion go away, and it's just at that point it's about, you know, the money, or maybe reliving their youth, or whatever the case might be. Sometimes they lose that passion for the music that they're writing, and you can tell sometimes. But... When I get to talk to bands that you can tell, even at, you know, doing this for 20 plus years, still love it as much as the day they first picked up a guitar. That right there is a beautiful thing. That just shows you how much they love you. They love the music. And despite all the bullshit that comes with the music business, they still love it. And that in itself is a beautiful fucking thing. Ugh. It's days like this that make it all worth it. You know, when I have stressful days where I'm, you know, worried about who's going to be on tomorrow or, oh, shit, I'm, I'm, I don't have anything for this week or, you know, whatever the case might be. Or I haven't gotten any press releases or I haven't gotten any responses on emails or, you know, this or that or I last minute cancellation stresses me out beyond anything. <laughs> My anxiety goes through the roof. But the moment I put these headphones on and I start talking into this microphone and set up my computer I forget about all that because A I have you guys to think about and also these bands again deserve a platform where they can just speak their mind and do whatever the fuck they want and that again makes it all worth it because people like Derek exist so I hope you all enjoyed this episode because I certainly know I fucking did Come back again tomorrow for Tommy Vexed, formerly of Snot, formerly of, you know, the other band, and uh, and so much other stuff. He's got a new project on the works. We'll talk about that and a whole bunch more. Um, so definitely come back for Tommy Vexed tomorrow. Um, if you want to hear about that other stuff, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the future and some other things as well. So if you're coming here to specifically hear me talk about that, we're not. Um, that's been talked about enough. So it's time to dial it back and just focus on the future. So let's have some fun with Tommy Vex because I know I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fucking amazing. I am really stoked for it. So that'll be on tomorrow. And like I said, Thursday, we're taking a little bit of a day off. It'll be a um, rerun day because Wednesday night I'm not recording. I am going into the doctor to get a fucking sleep study done. So that's going to be fun. But um, we'll be back again on Friday with the Matt Irie Band. And then Monday, next week, we've got Lena Scissorhands of Infected Rain. So much good stuff coming. I'm so excited. Tears in the eyes. So much fun. But uh, we're going to go ahead and close out the episode with one more by the band Messer. A song called Make This Life. So guys, we'll come back tomorrow and we'll have a whole new fucking day. But until then, stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay fucking heavy. Here is Messer with 
make this life. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Actually, no peace. Hold on. I love it when my computer gives me issues. Let's try this again. Here is Messer with Make This Life.